As we look into the Word of God for today's sermon, I want to be reading to you from the New Testament in the book of Ephesians. If you have a Bible that you can grab and follow along with us in the Scriptures, uh, it's going to be found in Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to begin our reading in verse 17. Again, today our focus is on the home. It's on the biblical plan for God's family. And I'm very excited to be able to share this. And I believe that every family and everybody watching today will receive a blessing from what thus saith the Lord. Again, our scripture reading is found in Ephesians chapter 5 and beginning in verse 17. The Bible says, Wherefore, be you not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. May the Lord add a rich blessing to the reading of his word. Today again, we're going to be concentrating upon God's biblical plan for the home and for the family. And I'm convinced that as we look at this together, there's only one true plan. There is only one proven plan for every home and for every family and that is the Word of God. Please hear what I just said. If you want to be victorious in your life, if you want to be victorious inside your home and inside your relationship, there's only one true plan to follow, and that is the Word of God. Now, let me quickly say that I know that every time I mention this, I, I know a lot of folks and perhaps some of you that are, are tuning in, you may be thinking, oh no, not another message, not another biblical message on the home. And a lot of misconceptions and a lot of false ideas out there concerning God's plan for the home. And today I, I want to try to take a, a real, sincere, honest, biblical look and biblical understanding to exactly what the Word of God says. And I believe that some of you are going to be surprised. Let me just cut through it and get right to, to, to the heart of the matter. For a lot of folks, and we talk about the biblical plan for the home, the word submission comes to mind. And many people are simply not interested in hearing another preacher or another sermon on the word submission. But I want to say to you that one of the greatest falsehoods and one of the greatest tricks of the devil, our enemy, is just upon that word alone. And the understanding and the concept of, of what that word truly means in the biblical sense. And today I, I want to focus on that and I believe that if you'll stay with us and follow along as we share from the word of God, I believe that your heart and your mind may be changed. More importantly, that our lives be changed together and that our relationships and our families and our homes be strengthened by the very grace of God. 
As we move forward, I want to get right to that word. I want to get right to that word and clear up some things immediately concerning the word submission. And we know that the Bible uses that word in probably the most quoted verse of the New Testament when it comes to wives and when it comes to families uh, is found in the same chapter in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 22. Now bear with me a moment. The Word of God says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Now, I can hear some of you saying, that's it. I knew he would get to that verse. I'm done. I'm turning him off. But stay with me. That verse, listen, that verse does not say that you as a wife, you as a woman, you as being created by the Almighty God himself, that you as a person and an individual, that verse does not say that you don't have a voice or an opinion or a say inside the home. That is not what that verse is talking about. That verse does not say that you are to follow your husband. Now, husbands, listen. That verse does not say that the wife is supposed to follow the husband and just simply keep her mouth shut. That's not what that verse is saying. Now I got some husbands turning me off. I just can't win. But listen, we really want to know what the Word of God is saying. And what the Word of God means, verse by verse. And so, I want you to stay with me for just a moment as we begin to unfold this and begin to understand what God's ultimate plan for every home and for every family is. I want to first of all say this. You don't have a greater mission field in all of your life than right there at home. You don't have a greater witness, a greater opportunity to be everything God called you to be than you do inside your own home and among your own family. I don't care how successful you become in other things in life. I don't care who you are or or what you've accomplished in, in every other course of life. Your greatest and your most significant, your most important value is inside your home. That's what matters the most. And you see, if you just bear with me for just a little while, and and we get along with this, and we begin to understand what the Scripture says, listen, the title doesn't matter. I, I, I want you to forget about titles for just a moment. You know, I know the Word of God uses those, and and we'll get to that in a moment, but I want you to forget about whether you have the title inside the home as a wife or or a mother, a, a husband or a father, or even a son or a daughter for just a moment. Because it's really not the title that the Word of God is concerned about, but what you bring to the home and to the relationship that is most important. You know, you can be a good wife or a terrible wife, but you're still a wife. You can be a rotten husband or a great husband, but you still have the title of a husband. And so it's not so important about the title as much as what we do and what we 
bring into the family and bring inside the home and the role in which we play inside that home. I want you to understand that that is our greatest mission field in all of life. There is nothing of greater value, nothing of greater importance, because not only are you impacting, listen, not only are you impacting today's home, not only are you influencing your current family, but you will be impacting and influencing generations to come. What you do today, what you bring to the family today, will have a difference and an impact from generations from now. You know, the Word of God says in the 45th Psalm in verse 17, it says, listen, I will make thy name, the 45th Psalm in verse 17, the psalmist says, I will make thy name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore shall the people praise thee forever and ever. The psalmist is saying that it's going to make a difference from generation to generation. And we need to understand that from the word of God. I want to ask you a very honest and very sincere question this Lord's Day. And I want you to listen closely. If your children, if you have one child, two children, three children, ten children, whatever the number might be. But I want to ask moms and dads alike. If your children grow up to be just like you. Would you consider yourself to be successful as a parent? You see, the odds are likely that that's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to grow up, and the odds are, are highly in their favor that they're going to grow up to be just like the examples that were set before them. They're going to follow the same habits. They're going to follow the same tendencies, the same patterns that you set before them. And then not only themselves, but pass those along to their children, your grandchildren. And it continues from generation to generation. Again, the psalmist said, listen, I will make thy name to be remembered in all generations. Well, the psalmist wasn't going to live forever. The psalmist wasn't going to be able to be around for every generation following. All the psalmist could do was to deal with the generation in front of him. But the psalmist was saying that if I make such a difference, if I make the name of God so known in current generation, then it'll be passed to the next generation and to the next generation and so on and so on from generations to come. And that's the impact that we have today. And I'm afraid that oftentimes we fail to realize that that's the difference and the impact in which we make. Now, with that being said, let's begin to look at the verses themselves on this Lord's Day and begin to understand God's exact plan for the home. Now that we understand the significance and importance of not only this generation, but generations to come, let's see what the Word of God says. I read... First of all, in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 17, it said simply this. He said, listen, wherefore, be you not unwise, 
That's the last thing we want to be. We want to exercise wisdom inside the home. But he says, listen, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. The apostle had one goal in mind. The apostle had one thing upon his heart to that of the church and to that of the family. And that one thing is simply this, that we understand and know what the will of our Lord is. You see, you can't follow what you don't know. You can't become obedient to what you do not understand. And so the Apostle Paul is saying to the church and to every home that it's significant and important that we understand simply what is the will of our Lord? What is the plan of God? What direction would God have us to go in? And so the Apostle says that that is important, that we understand what the will of our Lord is. Now listen, that's the only thing I really want to understand. I don't put a lot of stock into worldly wisdom or philosophies or ideas and opinions, and I don't spend a whole lot of time, very little time, if any, uh, reading those things and trying to understand those things. I simply just want to know what the will of the Lord is, because that's the proven plan. That's the proven path that will bring success. And that's the only thing that any of us should be interested in following. I was listening not long ago to a message by John MacArthur, one of my favorite pastors, and may God continue to bless upon that man in his life. But he was preaching on the home, and he shared a story about a book in which he had read that was focused on the home. And this was a suggestion of the book itself. And the suggestion was simply this, that a husband should buy his wife a, a small, soft teddy bear. Now listen. And in buying and purchasing that small, soft teddy bear, he was to write a note, a romantic note, a note of love, if you will, to his wife and pin it on the back of that teddy bear. And after he finished the note and pinned it to the back of the uh, teddy bear, he was to take that teddy bear and wrap it in aluminum foil. And the suggestion was to wrap it in aluminum foil and place it inside somewhere in the back of the freezer, you know, behind the pot roasts and the pizzas and TV dinners. I'm not going to elaborate on that, but that was the suggestion. I'm not making this up. The idea was that sometime when the wife would be looking for something to cook, she would discover that wrapped in foil that she couldn't identify she would pull it out and she would unwrap that frozen teddy bear and read the note that you had pinned on the back of that teddy bear expressing your love for her. And Shazam! The marriage would be sobbed and all the marriage problems would disappear. You see, if you're interested in following that kind of thing, you go ahead and have at it. But I only want to understand one thing. And that is what the will of my Lord is. Because I know that that will work. I know that it has never failed me. And I have enough years in, in ministry and enough years in walking with the Lord that I can say that with absolute conviction and with absolute truth. God's plan works. And we just simply need to follow it. As the apostle begins to identify the plan itself, 
And we find out what the will of the Lord is in the very next verse, as the apostle says in verse 18, says, listen, and be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, I could spend a little time on the first portion of that verse, but I choose not to. I think it pretty much preaches for itself that no successful relationship is going to be built on drunkenness. And so that's been tried and proven. And so I'd like to give our attention to the second portion of that verse. Because the second portion of that verse is really the key that unlocks everything else that is to follow. And the apostle simply states in the second portion of verse 18, he says, but be filled with the Spirit. The apostle goes inside the home, inside the family, and inside the church. And he says, listen, the will of our Lord, the will of God, is for us to be filled with the Spirit. The rest that follows beyond that verse, listen, as the apostle begins to get specific in the instructions for the home and specific about each role as far as the husband and as far as the wife goes, but he is just simply starting here and says, listen, if you want to understand what the will of the Lord is, you got to begin here. And to begin here is to be filled with the Spirit. And if we spend our lives being filled with the Spirit, then the rest of the instructions will come easy for us. Listen, the only, listen, he is talking to the Christian home and to the Christian family because it's only the Christian home and the child of God that can be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so the apostles speaking to those that are redeemed of the Lord, saved by the grace of God, in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the apostle is wanting them to know that they live life differently from the rest of the world. And that different life is to be filled with the Spirit. In other words, we, we spend life being energized and empowered by the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. And that presence of the Holy Spirit dwells within every child of God, no one excluded. And so this opens up the possibilities and this opens up the reality and the truth of the Word of God and what the will of the Lord is for every home and for every family. Because we're all indwelt by the Holy Spirit and the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. And so the apostle says, listen, I, I, I want you to understand what the will of the Lord is. And that is simply that we all be filled with the Spirit. Listen, bottom line, the instructions that are to follow this verse for the family become impossible. Become impossible. Hear me. Become impossible without the energy and the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's the whole message and the key that unlocks the very success of our homes and of our families. And in order for us to be victorious, there is no other plan. There is no other will that will bring about such success in our relationships and in our, and in our homes than to be empowered by the Holy 
spirit. Now, how do I know? What evidence do I have of such a life? What proof is there that I'm living such a life as filled, as the apostle explained, by the Spirit of God? Well, the apostle didn't leave that out. And again, you have to connect this with everything in which he is said. And verses 19 and 20 give a clear description of what life is like for those who are living it, empowered and energized by the Holy Spirit. Listen to what he says. He says in verse 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. You want to know what a spirit-filled life looks like? You want evidence of, of what it's like to live in the Spirit of God? Well, there it is in clear description. He didn't end there. He went on to say in verse 20, he says, Listen, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's an absolute description of what such a life looks like. It is a, a life that is singing. It is a life that is rejoicing. It is a life that is happy. It is a life that is always giving thanks for all things. Notice, for all things. It is a life that is always praising God. What a tremendous life. What a tremendous witness. You say, preacher, is such a life possible? Yeah, absolutely. It is the very evidence of being energized and empowered by the Holy Spirit. What a tremendous scripture and what a tremendous truth. And I, I just simply want to ask you the question, what kind of twisted mind would not want to spend time with such a life? Amen. What kind of individual would not want to spend time and, and spend a relationship and build a relationship with, with, a, with a life that is always happy, always rejoicing, always thanking God for all things? Now listen, all things, that's what the scripture says, for all things. Because they have an understanding that all things work together for good to them that love God and call it according to their purpose. And so this is a life of an individual, a child of God, that's been washed in the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, forgiven of all of their sin, and living a life filled by the Spirit of God. Now I want you to think about it. I mean, really, I want you to think about what this life is, and I want you to think about what the Word of God is saying. It'd be hard to argue with a life like that. It'd be hard to come home and find fault with a life like that. You imagine that I'd come home or a husband come home and, you know, been a rough day and been a hard day at work or what have you, you know, and you, you come home and wife is, you know, she's running around the house and she's doing exactly what the Word of God says. She's a singing and she's making melody unto, unto her heart and melody unto the Lord and just praising God and rejoicing in the Lord. And, you know, you just want to come in and wreck that. <laughs> What kind of person would 
Yeah, I'd want to sing with her. I'd want to rejoice with her. And it works both ways. You see, again, title's not so important as to what we bring inside the relationship. What we bring to the home. And you can't bring a better life than a spirit-filled life. You can't bring a better life than what the Word of God has just described as a family. And when you began, listen, when you began to bring that kind of energy, when you began to bring that kind of power, when you began to bring that kind of light to the dynamics of your home and your family, I promise you, there'll be changes in the relationship. There'll be changes in the way that your family operates. You see, all I can concentrate on and all that you can focus on is ourselves. And oftentimes at New Hope Baptist Church, I say, you know, I, I can't do anything but with what's between these two elbows. I can't focus on on any other life other than my own life. I can't control any other life other than my own life. And neither can you. Let's bring back into that word that we started out with that we don't like to hear and don't like to talk about. Let's bring back that word submit for just a moment. You see, the word submit is not only for the wife, Is for all of us. And the apostle makes that clear in the very next verse when he says, Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Submission, submission is the evidence of a spirit-filled life. I don't know how to put it any plainer any clearer than that submission is the evidence of a spirit-filled life you want something to submit to submit yourself to that submit yourself to bringing that to the home and to the relationship and to the family submit yourself to being always giving thanks to the lord in all things Submit yourself to singing and rejoicing and praising God. You see, that's the life of a spirit-filled Christian. And that's the example that we are to be inside our homes and families where it is most crucial and most important, not only for today, but for generations to come. And I pray that as we close today, that on this Mother's Day, that we as husbands and we as wives and we as fathers and we as mothers, that we will submit ourselves to that purpose. That we bow our heads today before a holy God and sometimes maybe we just need to simply say, Lord, I, I'm sorry. Sometimes we just simply need to repent and say, Lord, I, 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 I repent of, of what I've brought thus far to, to this family and to this relationship into the mission field that you've given me. And sometimes we may just need to say to one another, listen, I'm sorry. But today, 
it's going to be a different day. Today, I'm going to surrender and submit myself to living life filled by the Spirit that I might be able to live energized and empowered by the Spirit of God to bring about a different person and a different personality and a different energy into this home. Surrender and submit yourself to that and you'll never regret that decision. I love you. I thank God for you. Again, wish all of our mothers a very happy Mother's Day until we meet again.